Hello and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast brought to you by Coordination.com. Part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. Merchandise available at CobbyCorn.com. Make sure you follow on all the social medias uh, at Coordination at the number five heart podcast on Twitter. I'm Greg Mahochko and joining me, he is the dashing and debonair founder, fearless leader of Coordination.com, Mr. John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. Dashing and debonair. Yeah, man, I'm a good bullshit oh, artist oh, too. Oh, my hair's up. That's it. I'm not. I'm not real debonair right now. Hi, Chris. I'm gonna start calling you GQ. Oh, don't do that. Nobody All right. That. Would you? Would you prefer Men's Health? If you had to pick a nickname that uh, was also the title of a magazine, what would it be? What the hell? It's I, fun. There's no people don't even buy magazines anymore, Greg. John, don't show your age. Boys See? Life John. <laughs> <laughs> we should move on now. I'm con- Wait, yeah, I okay. have an interesting tidbit to open with, you son of a bitch. Well, hold on. Chris says that you're one sexy son of a gun. Well, thank you, Chris. And I concur. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've been playing Son of... Oh, see what you did? I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> yes, sir, you have. And and I have had to put it down to the grace level, which is less combatty because I am slow and old, and it is very fast. And I'm still having problems with it. And I told my wife, you know, I still can't beat the bosses in this game on grace mode. And she looks at me with her preschool teacher voice and says... You can do hard things. And I just, <laughs> like, wow. That's the support I get. It's good. I also uh, uh, picked up a video game for the first time in many years. As uh, So I, I was not on last week's show. I know you covered for me uh, in, in Grace and, and uh, uh, really did, did a great job. But I don't know how much you... We have uh, one of the almost two-year-old twins is going through a little rough patch. He's uh, continuing to cut teeth. He, he's got most of them, but he's he's getting some molars, so he's pretty uncomfortable. He's quiet tonight, knock on wood. But uh, So I wasn't here last week to tell you, but my wife and I got our oldest a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Oh, wow. And, and he's big into Pokemon, so we got him a, a Pokemon game. But Santa Claus, in his inti- in, intimate, nah, not intimate, in, infinite wisdom, <laughs> got a second controller and got Mario Kart 8. So I've been playing Mario Kart, and let me tell you, I'm just as good now at age 40 at Mario Kart as I was 25 plus years ago. So taking all comers, bring it on. I, I, I didn't play a lot of those. I, I like to play games where I get to kill things. That's pretty much my exclusive game thing. I they don't play, have those types of games play, on Nintendo uh, Switch. No, they don't. I would play uh, like a... Uh, um, my God, my brain just... Have NCAA football. Mm-hmm. I played I played Madden a little bit, but... Uh, I don't know. It's just I don't I don't enjoy Madden that much. And I'm looking forward to EA Sports, kind of EA Sports. 
coming out with NCAA well, football. I should pay attention. Right now, Iowa is getting destroyed by Indiana in basketball. And watching the – I can have tweet – tweeting is what I use. I used to use tweet deck. I can have tweeting up, and I can have different – lists and blocks and watching the reactions between Iowa and the Indiana Twitter it's it's marvelous I talk about Twitter too much but it, it is marvelous it's it's just uh, plus I love to see Iowa weep and you know they, they our guy that runs the Crimson Quarry SB Nation site Indiana Twitter account is really just kind of weird or gal I don't know if it's a gal <laughs> I, I mean they're kind of just bizarre so there you go. Well, Fred uh, says that Madden football has been roughly the same since 2001. And uh, in my best slash worst Charles Barkley uh, impersonation, I'm going to say terrible. Uh, terrible, just terrible says Doom is great. See, Doom is uh, it's too fast for me again. I'm getting to be and, where, I, you know, I, not that kind of game. Call of Duty is like Madden. Call of Duty is like the same game sold every year. I mean, they're just... I don't know why people buy them every year. Call of Duty I can do reasonably at because I just tend to pick up guns with shit tons of bullets and just try to draw as much attention when I'm on a team and and get killed and I don't care. And We should probably move on to Nebraska football. There's stuff happening. There is. I don't know. Uh, we're getting video game related comments and Casey reminds us that there is a a new NCAA football video game heading down the the pipe so that should be fun it's been delayed a year well but you know we'll get it the eventually at least it's been announced you know it's not in in the perpetual limbo or or you know we thought that it was just kind of gone forever but NIL brought it back well yeah. <laughs> I am really distracted. I'm sorry, Greg. Uh, Beetle B wants you to play okay. The Long Dark. I don't know what that is. I'm going to look it up right now. D- oh, my God. I, it's I a survival enjoy, game. I, I like playing Division 2 way too much, and I should throw it away. But there are so many different guns and so many different things in that. The Long Dark is a first-person survival video game developed and published by Hinterland Studios. The player assumes the role of crash-landed bush pilot Will McKenzie, who must survive the frigid Canadian wilderness after a geomagnetic storm. I'll look into it. What uh, okay. what what gaming platform do you have? Uh, PS4. Okay, it's available on PS4, as well as Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, etc. So, uh, Beetle B, thanks for, thanks for that one. Did you see the big news today? At least I thought it was big news. I've been working DeMar, all day, John. DeMar Hamlin, there was news about DeMar Hamlin, that he came I, out of his coma, and he... Uh, he's intubated, so he can't speak, but he wrote on a piece of paper, did we win? And the doctors <laughs> replied to him something like, uh, you won at the game of life, which, honest wow. to God, I, I don't mean to be dis, not sensitive to this, but if the NFL could write a better script, well, they couldn't write a better script. That's it. I mean, 
the honest to God truth is, and this is just after I did a video where I said there, guy, people don't wake up out of comas and ask if the game, they won the game. So it, it's kind of funny. I, I mean, he, if he woke up and he's that cognizant of what he was going on and what he's mm-hmm. doing, then that's a really good sign that he's going to be able to have a life after this. People are like, can he play football again? You know what? Just, just have him, have him have a life and then worry about football way, way after that. I I'm in agreement as well. Uh, is right now, you know, as, as we're recording this, it's been about 72 hours, give or take. Uh, you know, from post injury or post incident or or you know medical episode. I don't know, you know, but but since Monday Night Football when when the game was suspended, um, yeah, to come out with that wherewithal, you know, to to. I've never been in a coma. Got you know. Th- thank thank God. But uh, I don't. You know. I don't think that that's. I got knocked out once. Knocked unconscious. Um, eighth grade basketball practice. And I was only out like forty five seconds to a minute. But when I woke up, I had no idea what was going on. It was just the whole team was looking down uh, over me. Like, did he die? You know, and, and I, I got, like, it wasn't, it was a freak situation. I'm, I'm, you know, apologize for the people. Like, I'm not athletic. I never was. Um, we were running uh, drills up and down the court, and the, the star of the team, we came, we were like, going up for a rebound, and he turned around and he punched me right in the chest, like right in my solar plexus, and just took all the air out of me. And I'm supposed to be running down the court, and I get, like, two-thirds of the way there i'm 10 or 15 feet from my coach and i just straight back like a plank of wood um and and then i woke up but he's like you know getting more of the story from him he's like i thought you elbowed me in the head on the rebound i said i couldn't jump that high (laughs) you know um i don't know maybe he just had had it in for me that day but but yeah when i woke up i no idea what was going on um so for you know demar to come out and and ask that question or you know write down that that question you know the, 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 at least you know you hope that his mental faculties are you know and they seem to be you know not impaired well if he can remember that here here four examples of what i was told what happened when i when I came out of my coma uh that was induced uh, like his uh, they said i woke up every 30 minutes and every 30 minutes i would like wake up and i would one time I glared at my daughter because I didn't know who she was. One time I thought my granddaughter was my daughter. I know that they asked me what month it was. I didn't know what month it was. Uh, they asked me where I thought I was. And I, one time I said I thought I was in a recording studio or a radio studio. And I'm guessing that's because of all the machines and everything around me. So, uh, And then the, the one, I guess the weirdest thing for me is this. Uh, I I died on a Friday, right? Coma. I think I came out of a coma. I want to say Sunday night. Keep in mind, I don't remember any of this. That Tuesday, my wife said I was in a really bad mood, and uh, I took all of my clothes off, got out of bed, and insisted I was going home and leaving the hospital because I was bored. Now this none of the, and she had to go get a nurse and force me to get back in bed and put all the m- machines back on me and all that because I tore everything off and 
that's the, that's just a bizarre behavior. I don't remember any of this, but that's what she tells me I did. What's odd to me about that is I remember I couldn't even get out of bed, so how I took mm. my clothes off, you know. So anyway, all right. But that's the, I thought that was the biggest news for today. There's other news for Nebraska. Well, let's, we do have some comments about the situation. Uh, Cornhusker Corner says the DeMar Hamlin situation is a stark reminder of how dangerous football really is. Super glad to hear he is doing better. Um, Beetle B said, uh, do you think they should have cut away? It was disturbing. I have... I- it's because it, I've been. Go ahead. I, yeah, I, I know you were doing the show. I've been in the broadcast booth. Like I've been now again, not on a Monday Night Football, NFL, you know, national stage or anything like that, and not televised. Like it was, you know, small radio. But when there's an injury, you know, like, and I've been. I I was that one guy. Guy got pretty well, you know, concussed, and he was he was down uh, for a while. You you cut you you go to commercial break, you know, and it's. 30 seconds, 60 seconds, you come back, you give an update on the situation. Of course, it's it's audio. There's no video to, you know, there, there's no, you're not seeing emergency personnel or anything like that on, on you know, because it's the radio. Um, but you give a little update and then you say, all right, you know, we're going to take another time out. You just hope that whoever's back at the studio's paying attention again small town radio is different from a national espn televised broadcast uh of of the highest level of of you know the sport but yeah i it'll be i i it's tough because they have certain commitments they could have showed sidelines i mean they Right. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have a good they answer. They didn't know what to do. They don't right. know what to do. They didn't know what to do. I mean, they were going to what? Give them five minutes and continue the game. I mean, yeah. honestly, guys, let's be honest about the NFL. The NFL, if if the NFL owners were completely in charge of everything, like they ninety percent are, they would have taken his body, thrown it over the side, probably put him in a bag, and said, "Everybody gets three minutes to take a break, and we're playing football again." Because the NFL does not give a single shit about any one of these people. So, it just, you know, I like watching the NFL, but let's be honest about what we're watching. It is kind of carnage. Uh, when people say, you know, they shouldn't be being paid that mon- much money, well, we're paying them to kill themselves, basically, for our entertainment. So, I think that requires a fairly high salary. But, uh, let's see. The guys, other people have brought no, also, up, yes, they... They, they well, I, I want I want to say this the, the yeah, but the but the lifespan for a a professional football player, you know, the the working years so to speak is significantly less than you know what the average lawyer, teacher, mail carrier, you know, etc. Now, could they balance the scales a little bit? Are are the are the the te- do I think the teachers are grossly underpaid? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I do. Um, but at the same time, like millions of people aren't watching them do their job. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's no there's no right answer. Um, and and while I don't blame, I, I blame the agents as much as anything because they're out trying to get as much for their clients so that they can make their 20%. Uh, the, the first monster contract that I really remember hearing, of course, I'm, 
I don't know if you know this or not, John. I'm considerably younger than you are. Um, but but the first not monster contract. <laughs> no, that not definitely that, and not in aches and pains. Um, I'm way up there in aches and pains. But like the first one that I uh, I really remember is a Rod's contract with the Texas Rangers. And I'm sure that there were big money contracts before that, but that seemed to really bump it up a notch. And and so I feel like everybody's playing keep it up with the Joneses ever since. So uh, a couple of long ones here. Um, we'll start with Aaron uh, Rostovsky, another coordination contributor, says the NFL was not pounding on the table demanding the players get back out there. The referees were following protocol on an unprecedented situation. Uh he had, does not understand the hatred towards the NFL here. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, Cornhusker Corner says, Absolutely, John, we are paying them to kill themselves. This is why I don't have a morality issue with NIL. It's the same thing, but with college kids, only problem with NIL is how it is set up right now. So a little on from both ends okay. of the Addressing conversation. Addressing so. the hatred of the NFL thing, let's keep in mind that this is a, a conglomerate that was sued because of CTE brain issues and literally had a racial component in their lawsuit that said black people have less cognitive function and therefore they weren't going to pay them as much. That's the kind of league, that's the kind of conglomerate corporations that we're, that we're following, that we're paying attention to, that are entertaining us. You know, and then you got that guy from the Washington Redskins commanders that that guy should have been removed as an owner but nobody's going to remove him as an owner because if they did somebody would go oh gosh I guess they could remove the rest of us because it set a precedent we don't want that you know I like the NFL I like the players in the NFL I like watching the NFL but I'm not going to kid myself for a moment that they're anything but it just a, a you know, maybe not as badly hated as Comcast, but if you took all the entertainment <laughs> out of it, I mean, it's, it's just a terrifyingly bad controlling corporation. I just like most large corporations are just not, they're not really known for their human value p- components unless they fake it really well. Shadow Nebraska's very own Matt Hansen had uh, this abolish targeting and go back to leather helmets. Uh, and it makes me wonder, with all the advancements in in the the uh, pads and, and helmets and, and everything else, are we in a false sense of security? Like, that's all right. I've got this big piece of plastic and, and padding on my head, so it doesn't matter if I launch myself like a bullet at this other guy. You know, do we... Is, is there that type of mentality, not just uh, in the NFL level, but prevalent through the entire sport? I think the, the problem with, uh, well, the problem with sports in general is uh, with regards to stuff like CTE and more injuries and stuff like that is everybody's bigger and they're stronger and they're faster. Was it physics? Mass is mass. Wait a minute. Momentum is mass times velocity. Okay. I'm going to so fact check that. Mass Keep times talking. velocity, two things that have gotten much bigger, much higher, better in, in pro athletics especially, and then mashing into another guy that's going faster. I mean, you're just going to have more injuries. You know, P I, equals MV. Momentum equals mass times velocity. Yeah. Well, John, did yeah. you, how did you know that? I didn't know that. I never, I never uh, thought of you as like the physics guy. 
I thought of you as the physical guy. Oh my the... god! I have a physics minor. <laughs> I studied. Uh, I studied oh, nice. nuclear physics. Nuclear physics Some... two thirteen at Nebraska. Everybody knows that course. Wow. <laughs> Hey, folks, I'm learning just as much as you're learning right now about our fearless uh, leader. So what else happened? Let's uh, wait, let's what? shift gears a little bit. What else happened? Bay- yeah. Well, tonight, uh, who is our new coach? Is it Omer Hales or Omer Hallis? He's an analyst. He tweeted some, like, exploding thing, and uh, you're led to believe that they got another guy. They got another transfer. They got another something happened today. Now, on the other hand, Baylor guard transfer Micah Mescua is, I think, visited today. And then we got Walter Rouse coming in, who I believe is a Stanford, both offensive linemen, both offensive linemen. So if you say, can they block? Yes, they have, a, they have actually experienced blocking. But let's <laughs> think about these guys. I want you to think about this for a minute. Think about these guys as Micah is six foot five and 340 pounds. Walter six Rouse, five. Do you say six, six five, five three forty? Yeah. I mean that's three inches taller is, than me, but significantly heavier. So. Walter Rouse is six six and three twenty. I believe Ben Scott is a really huge guy. So, it looks like their their recruiting is like I don't know. You have to be three hundred pounds or more because one of the players, the guy from South Dakota. Uh, that we dra- or we didn't draft. We recruited uh, this year was like six foot four and three twenty coming in as a mm-hmm. freshman. So, um, uh, there we go. Let's see. Kenny Wilhite was. Uh, I don't. You don't say fired anymore. Let go. They've Future endeavored. Another direction. Yeah, he he is no longer with the program, the athletic program, the athletic department. Hmm. But. Uh, Let's see. He was the night Nebraska high school liaison and walk-on guy. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he was for all high schools, like all high schools they were, were liaison on, liaison on and with the, uh, Nebraska and otherwise. But uh, you know, I know I should be like more gracious to Kenny because he was a Nebraska guy, but. You know, the, the walk-ons in the whole high school, if it was high school, it, I mean, we weren't exactly kicking ass in that realm, so I don't know if it's a big loss. I, You know, I wish the best for him, but yes? Can, can we talk about, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Nebraska made an offer to a quarterback. Apparently tonight. Yeah. In fact, I know for a fact you saw this. Yeah. He is the number one quarterback in the nation in the 2027 class which means in 2023 if all goes well and it should he's got a 4.3 gpa but if all goes well he will graduate from junior high that's just weird trent seaborn because he he tagged this on he tagged this on twitter and he follows us on Twitter. <laughs> the idea that an eighth grade yeah, I don't care if he's a quarterback, following us on Twitter is just more like <laughs> I mean, you know. We're we're a pretty salty bunch. I don't know. We're 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 T V fourteen or T V M A for sure. 
so um, he's according to his own measurables on his own Twitter, which may or may not be doctored in any way. Uh, this eighth grader is six foot, hundred and seventy pounds. He's an all-county honorable mention in a state champ. Hey, wait, wait. Can I can I just figure that one out for a second? What? How are you going to be the number one quarterback in the nation if you're not the number one quarterback in your county? Like, wouldn't there be, like, all-county honorable mention? Wouldn't that mean that, like, there's a first-team quarterback? Well, there's probably different ratings. Like, maybe two different people pointed at two different guys and said, you're number one in my book, and that's how it happened. So it's the 1997 national championship all over again. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, oh man. Yes, Joel Tilson, 2027. Really, I mean, he's an eighth grader. They offered him. That happens, I guess. If you're, is that the first uh, Nebraska junior high offer? I, I I don't think so. Oh. I want to say that. Not... Uh, there was other news. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue with the news. Texas A&M hired Bobby Petrino to be their Oof. offensive coordinator. Bobby Petrino wrecked the motorcycle with a girl you shouldn't be having an affair with. Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino fired because he lied to his athletic director, not because he did bad things. <laughs> Bobby Petrino, who... Who honestly is a really good offensive coach, but everywhere he goes, he leaves the program in complete shambles because he did he didn't he didn't care about defense at all. So I think Bobby Petrino's ego, along with Jim Bill Fisher's ego at Texas A and M. I mean, when you look at college football, uh, I mean, let's face it, sometimes it, it it's a sports opera for it's a sports opera for men, right? I mean, it's it really is kind of like, you know. <laughs> We're about the drama and the relationships. We complain about it, but what would we do without it? How, how honestly, you've got Petrino, you got Fisher. How, how long do you think that lasts? <laughs> That's just it. I mean, they they lost twenty seven players to the transfer transfer portal. Excuse me, and uh, you know they. they like his buyout, Fisher's buyout is like $95, 97000000 It's ridiculous. The price of, yeah, the, the oil guys probably did that back when they were just like oil everywhere and oil all over the place. And now, you know, now things aren't that good. Or they're going to have to pay the guy to get rid of him because, I mean, he's not going to be successful, let's face it. <laughs> are, you, uh, are, you, are you enjoying opening up your uh, Werther's original over there? Yeah, I am. Is it was it a Werther's? No, it's like a oh. top drop. <laughs> I say you're over there playing. We can we can all hear you opening up the wrapper, John. Can you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, I could hear it. I, I should put a fuzzy thing on this mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a dead cat. You know what I mean? <laughs> a dead cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wins. I I got a wins uh, windscreen on mine. Uh, while we're talking about uh, junior high uh, Nebraska offers. Uh, Josh Hansen says, coming up next signing day, all three of my sons signed up to play defensive line. I don't I don't see that. I think one of them could potentially be built like a defensive lineman. Um, and that's the one who 
was fussing last week and kept me from the show. So, um, wait, 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 we went past something. Okay, James Marshall says uh, Fisher has a natty. I would count him out down there. I, you know, it's probably true. And I mean, Bobby Petrino is a very, I think, very, very good offensive coordinator. But at the same time, those two egos getting together, and I think the problem with Fisher is, you know, he, he hasn't updated his offense in, in a very long time. And, you know, things evolve and things change and people figure out what you're doing. And, uh, uh, you know, I just, yeah, I, I'd just be interesting to watch what happens. You know, mostly because, you know, if you drive by an accident on the road, you always look. That's true. It's not my car. Not me, so you know, better than the me kind of thing. Realistically, I mean, it sounds like sounds like the the wreck that we've had the last twenty years in Lincoln. Everybody just you know slows down and and watches. Nobody ever, nobody's jumping out to offer assistance. <laughs> well, I, you know, the, the problem with that is, is if you noticed after they they fired that guy. The Nebraska's the mention of Nebraska in national anything went completely it, it stopped existing. So yeah. people a long time said, "Well, we're irrelevant. We're not irrelevant. We're just bad." People were always talking about us. But last year, one of the things that I noticed anyway was that uh, mid-season nobody was talking about us unless we were like an afterthought, you know, or we showed up on a Big Ten standings thing. Every once in a while, they'd say, you know. Unless you're obviously watching the Nebraska games, but on the national perspective, we completely disappeared, and that's kind of dangerous because uh, we don't want that to go on too long. We're just flying under the radar. We'll be back. So uh, we'll be back. Oh, I thought you were taking. <laughs> we have a commercial. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, no. Um, I want to piggyback off of something that you and Todd got into. You you touched a little bit on it this past Monday in your uh, Monday Night Therapy. And it's about the, the college football semifinals that were this past weekend uh, where Ohio State almost beat but essentially or eventually lost to Georgia. And then Michigan... Say what you want about, you know, targeting or not targeting, touchdown or not not touchdown. They lost to TCU. And it was weird because I, I, I found some, po- like, Facebook posts uh, on, I think, College Game Day or something like that. And for the first time ever in my life, I have seen Ohio State fans be sympathetic towards Michigan. And it's like, I'm an Ohio State fan, but that was a touchdown, or that should have been a targeting call, you know, things like that. Uh, they, Michigan got screwed. I'm like, well, that's not the Ohio State that I know. And it brings me to the topic that I had in mind from Tuesday that, you know, it was before I saw these. There's this us-against-the-world mentality in the SEC, right? You know, if it's if it's not Georgia, with, with maybe an exception or two, you know, I know Florida and Georgia hate each other and Auburn and Alabama hate each other, and they probably would uh, rather see anybody other than their number one rival, you know, succeed. But there's that, that regional mentality of SEC, SEC, you know, whenever there's success. 
And we don't have that in the Big Ten. And I say we because Nebraska's been in here in this conference for over a decade now, so we're, we're part of it. We're just, I feel like we're all out hatred. Yeah. And because of that. Do you, do you know why? Why we're hate, why, why we are all, we hate each other. We will, we will, like I, Todd said, Todd said it perfectly. He says, I will never in my life root for Iowa. So if it was Iowa versus Texas in the national championship, that's a nightmare scenario for every Nebraska fan. But like I've been in, you know, positions with that at, at the NFL level where it's like, oh, I hate the Ravens, but I hate the Patriots. Let's have a sum of all fears moment. I say that jokingly. I don't really want there to be a, you know, a nuclear bomb snuck into a vending machine and, and blow up Baltimore. Tell me why your hatred is strong. Well, I, I think in the Big Ten, they, you know, the Big Ten spent years with each other, like longer than any other conference. I mean, you, when you go back and, uh, Look at the history of the conference. They, they only in recent memory can teams start like going, "Oh, I hate them because this happened. I hate them because uh, that happened." You know, the spot wasn't good. Blah blah. But it, I mean, look at all these traditional trophies that they play for. Those things were all established way back when, and those teams have been ruining each other's lives for decades. <laughs> So, you know, there's nothing really to pull them all together. I used to think that the South had that whole Civil War mentality, you know, us like against the rest, us united against the rest of the nation. Uh, Spencer Hall told me once that was it. That was not true. Uh, And, I, you know, I just, I think that the Big Ten has had those years and those just beating each other up and ruining each other's lives. The SEC has too. But uh, I don't know. Josh says my mom once said seriously that if Colorado played Al Qaeda, she didn't know who she'd root for. <laughs> that's that's some I mean, good hatred I mean, right if, there. If you look at if you look at like Woody Hayes versus Bo Schembechler, the ten year war. I mean, that's about as uh, you know that's it. those teams aren't going to root for each other because they basically no. their fan bases have been trained not to. I, I, I do know, think maybe, th- the, maybe the entire Big Ten has got an inferiority complex too. So there you go. I I think that we well I was the one who uh, created the headline for this week's show. So yes, for for our hatred alone and our ability to not put hatred aside to be able to. Bring the trophy to the conference. I think that the Big Ten is better than the SEC. Fred's right up there, and and Todd's not here to defend himself, but Fred's right in similar thinking. If Texas played Cold War Russia, I'd probably root for the commies. Todd, I I hope you listen to that and and chuckle. Uh, So, um, yes. Go ahead. I'll just oh, look I, up I, something real quick. Well, I'm glad that you're distracted from our live show and all of our live friends. <laughs> well, you were talking about recruiting. I want to say that Nebraska's recruiting class with the addition of, uh, come on, it's Ethan Cooper and the other guy, Cameron Lenhart, recently had brought the recruiting class up to third, fourth in the Big Ten. Ethan Nation? Uh, e- oh, Ethan Nation. 
Yes. And, and Cameron Lenhart. Yes, sir. You did. Coach Cooper is the, uh, isn't it Corey Cooper who's yes. the strength and conditioning yeah. coach? Yeah. And then the, I don't, you know what? I'm going to have to like literally sit down and memorize all these names. You're going they to hired, but They hired gobs of them. But here's the thing. Cooper is going to be the one coach who will make sure you don't forget his name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, composite rank, 25. So, and that's that's without the two new guys. So, I, that's pretty good for Matt Bull's first year. You know, bringing in the guys he's getting and getting the transfer guys, and we're not done yet. Is he... I'm a, I'm a, this is a ridiculous question I can't believe I'm going to ask. Is he peaking too soon? <laughs> You need more sleep. I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because as we all know, we've been saying this. Uh, you know, we've said it on the show. Todd, Hoss, you know, everybody in the comments. We all know success. You 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 start winning games, start winning meaningful games, then the you know the the. Recruits are going to take notice. I it was a stunning statistic or tweet that, that was shared in the Slack chat room uh, that said that Matt Rule and his staff have pulled in have have got commitments from four four star defensive linemen. Right. Oh, think about that's that. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean that that's astounding, and and that's where you know that's a position group I feel needs assistance. You know, offensive line, defensive line. Um, they have athletes, but they could probably use a, a bump in talent. You know, I, I don't, I don't hope I don't offend anybody. <laughs> Listen to that. Look, when the polar bear signed, and we heard what he could do, and, and we saw the the weight room videos, Nash Hutmacher, I was as excited as anybody else. But for whatever reason, that has be it lack of opportunity or what that hasn't yet translated onto the field now i I hope he continues to uh develop and excel and maybe the new weight room regimen will help everybody not just you know lift heavy or whatever you know zach duvall was was after but you know make make hoss always used to uh use the the phrase functional weight right uh, you know being oh, able to true. you know because you can you, you can look like a brick shit house but you're probably also gonna move like a brick shit house you know uh, so hopefully you know lighter weights more rep I, I don't look one look at me in person that's you know like not the the bust you know picture here that everybody sees they'll know I don't go to the gym. You know, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I don't know the best workout nutrition program, obviously. Uh, but the the team that the team of the staff of coaches that Matt Rules put together, I think, is uh, going to put uh, these players in in a much favorable position to succeed. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned nutrition, and come on, I I pinned one of these. Oh, it's Blaine Cole from Japan. Nowadays, Blaine Cole says, nowadays how important is nutrition and how do coaching staffs incorporate into training? 
uh, I, it's extremely important. I, I, Nebraska just let go of Dave Ellis, I think it was, and he was around for the Osborne years. But one of the things, when people ask about nutrition, one of the things I remember uh, reading is, you know, Brandon Vogel and John Cook's book about his championship and reading that book and how they had an athlete, a young woman who kept breaking, having like stress fractures in her feet. And they determined uh, that they, she was getting these stress fractures because she'd never eaten a green vegetable in life. And for them Holy to hell. determine that level of nutritional, you know, they had to figure out what's going on with the human body and get your peak performance out of it. Uh, I think they incorporated it into training. I, from my understanding, every person, pretty much every one of them gets like their kind of a layout or a personal diet or a personal plan that they're supposed to follow. Uh, right. I mean, keep in mind they have the Nebraska Performance Lab there, too, that measures all this stuff. And we never hear anything about them, and that, I, I wish we heard more about them. But um, I don't know. we got a couple of really good comments here, uh, John, that I, I'm glad you pinned them. I was going to if you did not. Uh, Matt says, lose some defensive backs and keep going after linemen. But right after that... Fred says, I don't know if I like rules recruiting plan with all these offensive and defensive linemen. I like to see at least a dozen wide receivers and running backs like we're used to. <laughs> well, keep, on, it, it keep does, in mind. On, it's, it's, un, it's unnatural, you know. Keep in mind on defense, we're going to run a 3-5-5, so we're going to lean to a lot of defensive backs and a lot of edge guys because, you know, the edge guys need to be like hybrid type guys that are going to be the part of the three or the five, depending upon who we're playing and what they want to do. Or the situation. I, I think Fred was being sarcastic. I know. But that Matt Hansen guy probably wasn't. Oh, uh, we, we, well, <laughs> you take that with Matt, don't you? Um, we, there's got to be a side conversation about, you know, stars in recruiting like look we're not the five star podcast if you think we're worthy of a five star then you go to your podcast app and you leave us a five star rating in review give us a thumbs up on youtube if you like what we're doing specifically john if you like john give us a thumbs up if you if you don't like me give john a thumbs up <laughs> but brian says <laughs> brian says only like 36 go ahead. go ahead john no, go ahead, John. Uh, you need to hit the like button on the video, on the stream, if you're on YouTube, please. So more and, people and, will see us and find us. And that's John asking. He said, please. Remember, he died once for you. <laughs> he came back, and it didn't take him three days. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, <laughs> all right, I apologize for that. Uh, Brian says, only 36 five-stars uh, nationwide in, in the 24-7 ratings in 2023. Don't think they are beating down doors of programs that can't get bull eligible for six years. You have to find and develop, uh, you know, who you can. I don't disagree with, with that assessment, Brian. I, I really don't. Um, but I feel like what wasn't Deon, wasn't coach prime getting five-star guys at Jackson state at Colorado I mean, it's not it's not solely about on the field production. You know, a lot of it's let's be realistic. And and 
I'm painting with broad strokes here and I apologize, but I think a lot of it is what can you do for me now? You know, uh, and, and I hope that doesn't cast a, a, a negative opinion on on the, the young people of America. Um, <laughs> Matt's going to find you, apparently. Um, Cornhusker Corner says, a bit weary of the new wide receiver coach, 23 is young as hell, but maybe he'll bring a certain hunger to prove himself. It's intriguing. Um, that's one we haven't, I haven't talked with you about because that uh, was decided upon or, or however we want to phrase it since the last time I was on the show. But he is kind of a legacy coach, right? Yeah. Our, our wide receiver yeah. coach. Uh, and he coached and coached under, played for and coached with Matt Rule already. So. Oh, my God. I get, what's the guy's name? Is it a McGuire? I think it's McGuire. Sure. But, yeah, 23 years old. A lot of people are complaining about him. Doesn't have any experience. You know what's funny about that, Greg? Like, you know what's funny about that, Greg? You got all this shit what's going funny about on that, in America. John? What's funny about that is you got all this shit going on in America where they're like, oh, we need workers and we need people to work. We need uh, help and we don't have enough. We can't get enough people to do shit. And you know what? They don't talk about the young and they don't talk about the old. So fuck these people that are constantly like, we can't give good workers. They're not hiring very young people and they're not hiring very old people. So when you look at this in coaching, I'm spitting all over myself again, for God's sakes. If you look at this in coaching, it's the same thing. You know, if some guy's too old, unless his name's Nick Saban, it's like, oh, he's too old to coach. Why'd they hire him? He's going to be gone in three years. And then they hire a young guy. He doesn't have any experience. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Does he need to be burped after every meal? It's just, I just find it bizarre. And, you know, from, yeah, you're right. The guy is a, a legacy coach. And, or, you know, his father was a coach, and he grew up around coaching. And I I don't know. You know, it's like Donovan Riola. If Matt Rule decided that he had enough faith in this guy to hire him as a position coach, I'm going to trust Matt Rule's judgment because Matt Rule has been around for a while. And, I'm, I'm going to take it a different way. Cause I don't disagree with you, but I'm going to uh, uh, quote – stand-up comedian Rodney Carrington, where he talks about credit, I'm talking about work experience. And what he says is, they don't, you can't get credit if you don't have credit. How the fuck are you supposed to get credit? Right. How, how are you supposed to get experience unless you Without get experience, you know? Um, we'll find out. Hey, 23, maybe he's going to bring a new perspective. You know, maybe he's going to be like, this worked six years ago in high school. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Maybe when the guys go out to their parties, he's going to go with them. There you go. Chaperone. That looks like one of them. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I got three comments that I pinned here about five-star recruits. Okay. Uh, the first one uh, that I'm highlighting is Lance, who said that yeah, Prime did get five-star at Jackson State, which... I, you know, I speculated. Um, then we have uh, Brian who says you can offer, but to expect multiple five-star recruits is unrealistic. Again, I don't disagree, but uh, perhaps the most insightful of the five-star uh, comments 
which could be a compliment to all the guys, um, is Blaine Cole. He says, does it matter if you're a five-star recruit, but don't fit into the scheme? That is that that's that's the butter on the bread right there, man. That's that that's it in a nutshell. Comment perhaps the comment of the night. I think if you're a five star quarterback, they're probably gonna change some of what they're doing for your skills. And you know, and that's if you're, if you're a if you're a five star kicker like the five star kicker we got, hey, what do you wanna do? Hey, hey, he fits in, he can kick. There you go, Blaine. <laughs> but but, um, but I also think that you know you know the other side of that coin is like you said, John. If you got a five star recruit, you're going to maybe it, it, it's it's scheming for the players you have, not the players you want. And I yeah. feel like Matt Rule is going to be a a, a a lot more forward thinking with that than our previous HC um, who at times just tried to shoehorn something. And that's when he showed up on time. Um, but I agree. Fred had a, a question uh, about strength and conditioning. Um, he says, do we know what the new SNC coach's philosophy is? Is it the functional strength like Boyd coached to, or is it that stupid Olympic weight training stuff like we've had off and on for years now? From what I understand, I don't think it's the Olympic. I don't think it's like max weight, max you know, you know PRs all the time. I think it's more functional, is it not? From what you've heard, John. Yes. I okay. it, yeah. I mean, you can't have the same thing you've already had. Everybody knew knew that was bad. I did put that down as a future topic. It says right over here on this screen: future topic S and C coach philosophy, along with nutrition and training. I like it, John. Sure yeah, I'm not so sure people would be that interested in nutrition and training, would they? John, you know what I just found? What'd you find? You know what this is? <laughs> is that is that your betting sheet for the, the, the NFL? No, no, this is far worse and much less successful. This is our uh, beginning of the year season predictions, 2022. If yeah. you see the yeah. the the column closest to my my hand here, where it says Greg, and it had us going, I think it, it yeah it had us had to go twelve and zero. I wonder how long I can Wait. keep. Should I? Fr- can, does anybody want this? Does anybody honestly? Does anybody I want, want to, this I autographed? Want to, yes. And I I want I want a photo of it. I'll send it to you, John. I have your address. Yeah. Just, just, okay. <laughs> I'll autograph it, send it to John, or I'll put a little love note on the back. Be like, of the way we were. I don't know. Oh, here. <sighs> oh, yes. Uh, there you go. I'm going to have to get a haircut sometime. No, you won't. Because uh, this was Blaine's suggestion. He says, let free your flowing trusses, and the female demographic will follow. It's all about the viewership. It is all about the viewership. Or are you guys commenting anyway? I mean, it is fun being here with you. It is. It, like Pardon I've said before. <laughs> yes? Thanks, Fred. I, I don't have a lighter here. It's probably not so, so safe to do it in this vicinity without a place to put it safely. Um, but John wants it. John wants the uh, uh, yes, reminder. 
I God do. bless you. I just want a photo oh. of it. If I got you a photo, uh-huh. do you think you could put this on a shirt? No. <laughs> like Greg's Epic Mistakes shirt? Well, you, I might be able to. Give me a photo. We'll see what happens. I will. Todd got closest, by the way. He said we'd go six and six. Oh, I bet that's what you're asking. Oh, you, last year. What did I say? Right. I said nine and three, didn't we? You said I seven and five. Cool. You and Haas both said seven and five. I, even then, good God. That would have been... <laughs> oh, let's go on to the future. All right. Um, I saw a comment in here about Nebraska ball. Yeah. That's all. I think so, somebody asked opinions on it. You know, the other night I did say that they would go to a postseason tournament. I still have hopes for that. They went to Michigan State, and, you know, they got – well, they got their asses kicked, quite frankly. No, I don't think anybody played well. Nobody shot the ball well. Uh, I mean, I think they played decent defense, but I didn't really watch very much of that game. I watched actually very little of it. Here's the thing. This happens to teams in the Big Ten. I, it happens to everybody in the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan State has like an 86 or an 85 home game winning percentage. So going to Michigan State and playing well is extremely difficult on its own. So I think we're still looking like a better team. Uh, William, Willem Breidenbach is coming around. It, we've missed Blaze Keita the past few games. What do they got? They got Minnesota Saturday morning, and Minnesota is pretty – Minnesota's terrible. And the the problem with Minnesota is Williams Arena is a really great place to watch basketball. I've been there a lot. And if there's a crowd there, it can really overwhelm you. I mean, it completely overwhelm you. It's, it can get so loud, and the building can shake if the crowd starts stomping, which they are want to do. But Minnesota has been so bad lately that nobody's going to these games. So, you know, I, I would hope Nebraska uh, – you know, just wins that game on, picks up something on the road, and we'll just see where they end up at the end of the year. They're certainly much more fun to watch than they've been. That's true. That's true. And it's, I need to, I need to make more time for the men's basketball. You said the next game is Saturday. Yeah. Okay, I'll do my best. My nephew wants to go bowling on Saturday. Should I go? Yeah. I think so. How old's your nephew? He's. Yeah. Uh, 14. Then, yes, you should go. I think so, too. Um, he you joined could, the bowling team at a school, get apparently. a glimpse of, you could get, wait a minute, you're, he joined the bowling team? Is he a good bowler? No, he, he, because he's not doing any other sports, like, and they, they played the last, like, his last year of, of football, like, he's not going to play football in high school, I think, that might change, um, but now he's got, got his own custom bowling ball and hand you know drilled specifically and you know my sister's got them all fixed up so yeah i think i need to take them bowling yeah go do it i would then i you want to come with us john yeah then he'd go home and you know his mother would call me and say you know my my son has never said these words before to which i would respond it's about fucking time he has said okay. those words. Come on. He has. He has. He's, he's heard he, him he, all his he, music. He, there, all his friends are saying that shit. Stop being such an idiot. And then he, he's a, he's a farmer. 
He he's a farmer. Okay. He he said those it's words. It's required when you're beaten on a tractor. Yeah. Or something. You're underneath <laughs> the, like some kind of farm implement. Uh. <laughs> Beetle B says that uh, ne- Nebraska basketball is less important than bowling at this point. Uh, Chris says to do it, and Joel is trying to keep us on topic and asks, "Will Nebraska make March Madness this year?" Do you want to take that one? Oh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I would I would hope for the NIT. I mean. You know, if they can keep their RPI or NET or whatever they're going on now up, you know, high enough, that I think they could get into the NET. You know, provided that Walker and Greasel stay uh, healthy and stay in the game. Right. You know, we don't have a lot Tominaga. of injuries. He has not played well lately, and it's really unfortunate mm. because he's such a joy to watch. You know what? I should announce something. I should get off my oh. ass and just do this. Now that okay. you mentioned this whole thing about going bowling, uh, I am going to go jump in a frozen lake. Nice. This got on the public I, record I, now, folks. I, I think it's on January 28th, but where I died was the University of Minnesota, and my colleagues every year jump in a frozen lake. They do the polar plunge to raise money. I think it's for Special Olympics. So I need to sign up with them as part of their team because people on this team actually saved my life. Uh, and I owe it to them to jump in freezing cold water. And, I, you know, I'll put a, I'll, I'll start getting this out more, and I, I'm going to commit to it because here's the problem that I have. It's easy for me to sit at home and not wear pants ever. And it's really hard for me to get up and go outside and go out and do things, and you become this agoraphobic, you know, just a guy that wants to sit home and become nothing and i really just need to get out and i need to commit to this and see whether or not uh, jumping in frozen water is uh good for me <laughs> you say it's a it, it's a, yeah you say it's a fundraiser uh is there yeah. a place that people can uh donate yeah like will you have a specific page or your the team that you join yeah. will they have a page yes. okay you got to let us know about that i will and now that Thank I've you. said this, I'm sure that Bill, the team leader on whose floor I died, will look at me and say, you are going to do this this year. So, Blaine says that the folks who, who are on this team who saved your life once already, as you said, they said they may get a chance to save it again, do some training for that event. Yes, uh, I, I concur. Fill the bathtub up with ice-cold water. Uh, lay in there until you're... Everything is all wrinkly and pruny and shriveled. And nobody needs that visualization. Everybody already had that visualization. Okay, here's the thing. My cardiologist did clear this, and I think I've mentioned this before, that my cardiologist had gave me some words to live by, which he's done in the past, but he said uh, there is an inherent risk to life. And... uh, you know, it's no different than getting involved in a minor fender bender. And he said, "Bless you, should be fine after what you've gone through with Nebraska football over the past few years." <laughs> so, we got this one from Fred. He says, "Good for you, John. Be careful. The mere thought makes my ass pucker like frost at the thought of his wife seeing his phone." <laughs> oh my God! Well, that is good. That's a good joke. Uh, That's what I said. Um, we did have one football-related question in here a, a moment oh, ago. 
I gotta find it. Uh, first of all, um, Fearless Phil was replying to James Marshall, who Marshall doubts the three three five in the Big Ten, and uh, and Fearless Phil says TCU runs a three three five and they beat Michigan. Um, yeah. And then oh, where to go? I don't know if I can find it now. Oh, here we go, right above that. Colin J says, "Who's going to start a quarterback next year, Thompson or Sims?" Early predictions: L O L. I'll say Casey Thompson. I just think see. I was going to say Sims. I just and I'll tell you why. Quarterback. I, okay, I, go I, ahead. I, I don't disagree. I think Casey Thompson did everything he could last year. Uh, again, with the offensive line that was around him. However, he's not going to participate in spring ball right and and he was not not again not take anything away from casey thompson who i like but he was brought in by the previous staff whereas sims was brought in by matt rule right that's why i think they go sims well we'll see what happens you know what they could do is the thing that i recommended all along under frost is they have packages for these guys i like that i like this uh idea i think they both provide different skill sets and they could do different you know just different things on the field beetle b says thompson oh sorry can we develop an offensive line i think that's going to be a big part of it because uh sims is going to be able to scramble his ass out of danger well there's well that's what joel joel tilson says that thompson will have a much better offensive line uh, terrible, just terrible, says uh, Thompson, and also says that um, Sims would have to improve his decision making. So yeah, there are a few a lot of Sims. other I, intangibles. You know, I think the uh, spring game is in late April. So yeah, because I think Easter's early this year. So I think they try not to do it around Easter. Is Logan's mother still a program? That's what Blaine Cole wants to know. As far as I know, yes. I mean, he's yep. there, yeah. Chubba Purdy, too. Yes. Um, I And here's the thing, and, and good to hear from uh, uh, David Matney living in Omaha. The idea that each one having certain packages, my only, I guess, hesitation for that is after you get it on film, then I think the other teams kind of know what to expect when they see you know, Chubba or Casey or, or Sims or whomever trotting out there, you know, like they, it, maybe, maybe I'm thinking about it the wrong way, but doesn't it, you know, limit what, what each quarterback can do? Well, put it this way. If you have, let's say you have a quarterback that has a certain skill set and I mean, he can have learn just a few plays for him that he's very good at. You know, it's kind of like when we looked at Luke McCaffrey and said, my God, this guy could run the option all day long. And he probably could. I thought he, you know, a few times he did that stuff, he was very good at it. But, uh, yeah, you're by having a package, you're kind of limiting them to that offense. And if people see it on film, you know, they still have to stop it if you execute it well enough. And that's where you really want to be, I think, as an offense. Is, you know, kind of where we were. Damn it, Blaine. <laughs> Will Rule be bringing in an arm-punting coach? No, uh, won't be necessary. Uh, <laughs> Could be one of uh, the offensive analysts. Yeah. 
I get maybe, but they won't. They won't call him the arm punting coach. Uh, Cornhusker Corner says Sims will start new offense and Spring will give him the upper hand. I can kind, of, yeah, I can kind of see it going that way. Um, and then there was, yeah, Colin J says if we get those two transfer portal linemen, I'll actually have some confidence this year with our offense, especially when you consider we got Scott from Arizona State. Yeah. And we all know who we. If you think about it, we. The state of Nebraska and the state of Arizona made a Scott for Scott trade. Bada boom, bada bing. You know what? You could have sold that just a little bit better, John. I that- could have. I, I could have. <laughs> Why are you always? <laughs> I, I'm right. not that surprised because you said that the the name. I'm just trying to forget and dismiss for my life. Fine. Sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> Um, since we are in the new year and happy new year to everybody, kind of forgot to start the show with that. It's only January 5th, January 6th, if you're listening to the podcast. Um, but, uh, James Marshall says, I know this is bad. Frost is to coaching what Mickey Joseph is to relationships. That's my takeaway from the past year. Kind of appears to be true. Oh, man. I I don't have any witty retort for that one james i'm just i'm just glad you're the comedian on that one all right what else we got john uh i don't know the national title game you know what i was going to say is new year's for me the actual new year doesn't actually start until the title game is over that's not how that works you know all those resolutions you make they don't until January 10th. So what re- uh, what New Year resolution are you making, John? Well, I typically don't make resolutions, but I think I just really came to the conclusion that I have to keep working out and I have to keep uh, some level of strength training or fitness level of training in my life, or otherwise it's, it's just I am going to just sit home and turn into a blob and never go anywhere. So that's probably the biggest key for me. David Matney says, but the descendants of Bill Jennings are grateful for the era of our, uh, we'll just say of Matt Rule's predecessor. Yes. Uh, yeah. That guy. That, that guy. guy. They probably and are. Brian says, uh, would be great to get the tackle from Stanford. Don't disagree. And Josh says that Sims missed five or six games each of the last two years. Casey's never finished a season healthy. We are going to need them both. That's probably a good point. So. Do you know the answer to this question from Blaine? How many former Huskers in the NFL playoffs? I don't. We could ask Brian. Hold on. Let me Let me see if I can... Uh, Answer some questions oh off the top. You of my know head. what? We don't know yet because because of that whole uh, they didn't make the game up. Aren't they going to try to expand the NFL playoffs and have more teams in? I don't this know. Year or something? Now, I, let, let me ask you this: Are we talking scout team or actual roster? Probably. I, he didn't say. Or scout team practice squad because Chiefs have a couple, including uh, DiCaprio Boodle. Eagles have a couple. Cam Jurgens among them. Uh, Bengals have a couple, including a 
former quarterback at head coach. I don't the know. I guess that can count. Yeah. The, Cam Taylor, the rich play. What I say? You said the Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals. The dude, listen out. Bengals. Bengals. Bing. Bengals. Bengals. Okay, the Green Bay Packers have Samari Torre and Austin Allen, who got signed recently to, I think, the practice squad. Uh, the Buccaneers, of course, we, we you know don't have to tell you Levante David. By the way, still the most underrated linebacker in the league, probably the last decade. Yeah, easily. Um, Eagles, I forgot, and Dominican Sue's over there. Sorry, uh, Sue. Uh, those are the only ones that are really jumping to my mind. I'm probably is missing some. Is Abdullah still out there somewhere? He is. He's on. A, he is he special team stuff. I'll tell you what, there's a great article, uh, and it's up every week at coordination.com, and it's Huskers in the NFL. And I would encourage you to check out that article. That's all I got. Iowa Iowa now leads Indiana, so Indiana and Iowa Twitter, level is of despair, has completely swapped stances and Crimson Quarry, our Indiana site, says this is a home game wherein Indiana has lost a starter and his center police is near clearly not healthy. Please calm down, dude. And he punted that he he tweeted that on our Iowa uh, Blackheart Gold Pants. So <laughs> it's hilarious. I love I love Twitter for sports. Twitter's good for sports, and that's about it. Yes. John, it's it's go home time. Pop Pop needs a nap. Are you, are you? Oh, okay. I get it. I what mean, you, I, I, I I also have I, to do all I, the post production stuff. You do. Um, wait, wait. It, hold on. What? Sam's here. Sa- Sam's here. It's pronounced Bengals. 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 I'm going to go have an argument with my son after this. I just want you to know that. <laughs> TCU well, that's right, versus... Uh, go ahead. You, you Earlier you said major. Like, that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hold grudges too, bitch. <laughs> I, do, I do a lot of that stuff just to drive my kids nuts. Like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson... Uh, tonight for supper we had some leftover canola. <laughs> it really, it really irritates my kids when I do this. But uh, TCU versus Georgia, should we do a prediction? I'm gonna, I think I'm we gonna might try as well. to do a, just a video on that because I think it's interesting. I, okay, what do you think? Hold on, we're still on this Bengals thing. Bean gals. <laughs> Colin J. <laughs> Bay of Bengal. 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 I, I still don't think I said it wrong. Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> now that you're saying, you know, you changed it. You have changed it. You have All right. to. <laughs> Georgia TCU. Everybody in the comments, let us know. <laughs> What you think? Um, 
while I would love for TCU to win, I I think Georgia's probably going to win by about fourteen. I I'll say. Go well, go ahead. I I think the line is like twelve and a half or something like that. That's not bad, honestly. Uh, or, or then my prediction. I mean, I, the the line, you know. But I'm gonna say something like, yeah, like forty five thirty one. James Marshall has forty six twenty four. James Marshall does uh, have forty six twenty four. Beetle B just says TCU. Uh, Joel, Matt Henson says Georgia. We got uh, Joel Tilson's uh, TCU forty two thirty eight. I like it. I like the optimism. Um, David you know, says this, Georgia. This... Go ahead. Georgia thirty five TCU seventeen. That's David Matney living in Omaha. Here's the thing. Ralph about says all these Georgia will crush. <laughs> all these the predictions, all yes, these sir. Predictions, yeah. They we've done this all year. I mean, TCU was supposed to get killed by Michigan. TCU won the Big 12. TCU was supposed to not do any of these things, and yet they've done them. So I think that, you know, that's what makes the national title game so intriguing. Georgia's defensive line is very, very good, and you have to think that TCU, I don't, you know, they don't have the level of quarterback and receivers that Ohio State did. So at the same time, is you know TCU's defense? They run a three-three-five. Is that going to stand up well with Georgia's offense? Uh, you know, I I don't think that's a bad mix. So I, I I'm going to say thirty-five to thirty-one, probably Georgia. But I think it's going to be mm. a lot closer. And Georgia just at the end, their their lines are just better, I think, than than TCU's, and that's where the game's going to come down to. Colin J says Georgia dominates. I want TCU to win, TCU to win, but don't see it happening. Uh, Beetle B says you had made a great point about all things that TCU was not supposed to do. They weren't supposed to make it to the college football championship game, uh, and they did. So um, there you go, John. A little feather in your cap. Uh, we've got uh, terrible, just terrible. Says so all I know, it's going to be high scoring. Um, I have one here. Sam with an oddball question. Oh, oh, I'm not ready for this one. What if Colorado beats TCU and Nebraska beats Minnesota to start out next season? Do you think college game day will be in Boulder? No. I don't know. You know what? Prime time is a, that's he's a pretty big attraction. So I mean, them beating TCU after the year TCU has had, I don't care what players are gone. That would be just massive. It all depends on what other games of that day, but it's certainly, you know what, you need to write that down and reference it. That way you'll sound like a genius from now on, Greg. But I mean, you know, that is an interesting proposition. Nebraska, Colorado, old rivals, prime time versus new coach, Ewok looking Matt Rule, you know. I, that would be very intriguing, I think, as a storyline, and it would have, you know, it would be fun. All right. I don't know exactly what I was supposed to write down, but I did take a picture of the comment so that we can re- refer to it uh, eight months from now. Plus, it's in Boulder, so uh, Lee Corso could have some gummies and be more entertaining than ever. I was going to say, and help his glaucoma. Because isn't that what you use those for? I I don't think so. No? All right, it must be. 
A lot of gosh dang. We got a lot of – we're still hitting that onside kick thing. Uh, Matt Hansen wonders if there's going to be an onside kick in the game. And then uh, a little below that, uh, again, David Matney coming in. What are the chances Georgia does an onside kick when they go up by two scores? Point <laughs> um, 0.5. Yeah, less than that. And then – whoop. That one got accidentally starred, but it needs to be highlighted. Gents, after Husker football, what's your next favorite sport? Mine is Australian rules football. Hockey is taking over our household more than it ever has. Right? I mean, I like hockey. I like hockey. I don't mind it. Uh, The NFL, you know, my family watches the NFL together now. I, I guess my, we become. You mean the NHL? The NFL. The N- we watch the NHL. We don't watch the N- NHL together. We watch NFL okay. games together sometimes. But uh, I never thought that my family would be this sports oriented, which is kind of interesting. But I'd say my next favorite sport would be probably Nebraska baseball. <laughs> but I only listen to it on the radio, so it's kind of weird. I don't know. Coordination sucks in so much of my life. After a while, I, I need to get away from sports so I can have other things going on. So I know that Nebraska football, for me, is really the only must-see TV. Um, and I you know, I grew up, in the, realistically, in the shadows of the Gateway Arch. I grew up a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Uh, the, the only problem with Major League Baseball is it's 162 games, and I don't. I'm not home 162 nights out of the year to sit and watch them all. Um, I've been getting more and more into hockey, uh, specifically St. Louis Blues hockey, because of uh, you know again that's kind of where I'm from. But uh, I'm also a Steelers fan. Again, I don't watch them. Like Steeler game was on Sunday Night Football. I didn't watch it. Uh, it's the one. The you one to, you have sp- tiny children. I do, and and often you know. It is, thank you, and I'm glad you understand that. The one, the one that I can get away with for twelve Friday night, Saturdays, whatever out of the year is Nebraska football. That's the one. That's that's the time I can sit down and, you know, my oldest, he'll sit there and he'll say, "Go Big Red." So I feel like I'm doing something right with him. Um, so I don't. It, it's rough. It's it's like Husker football is one, and then somewhere down here's two. So. I'd probably right now say probably blues hockey. So uh, Matt says uh, Nebraska volleyball. Uh, terrible, just terrible. Said phone booth boxing. I'm not entirely sure. That sounds interesting. And then back in the predictions, uh, James says TCU 38, Georgia 35, chaos reigns. And James says TCU has a great offensive line. Uh, Georgia great defensive line will be a good game for two and a half quarters. I could see that. Tony, uh, oh, Colin, hold on. Colin says, my next favorite sport is Japanese women's midget mud wrestling. (laughs) Okay. Very specific. (laughs) And then Tony says, uh, do you think the SEC will go to nine conference games when Texas and Oklahoma join and their new contract starts? No. I don't think the SEC will ever do anything that will make it more difficult for them to advance in the playoffs. That's why yeah. That's why a few years ago, I don't remember who exactly was in 2022, but it, uh, not terribly long ago, like Alabama, reigning national champion Alabama was playing Mercer, uh, 
or Citadel. Right. That's what it was back to back years the week before the Iron Bowl. So no, they're they're going to you know, they'll have one strong non conference opponent at the beginning, you know, so on neutral field. You'll never see Alabama or Georgia go up and play at Camp Randall. You'll never go see him play at the big house. You'll probably never go right. see him play out in, in Pasadena in a non-conference game against UCLA or something like that. It's just not they're they're gonna stay in their little their little box, their their little uh, conference approved uh, you know, safety net, and they're going to continue to uh, beat Vanderbilt and call it a big win. Uh, and and play a couple cupcakes. No, so they're not going to do anything that they're gonna, that's going to make their road to the championship more difficult. Is this a real sport? Yeah, I just saw the uh, uh, the explanation, which was essentially a sport where that two guys can't... get in a phone booth and beat the snot out of each other. <laughs> that can't be a real thing. Why I mean, not? You know, I did I did on TV and watched people race sand uh, belt sanders. So. I, you know, I don't hold. I don't think it. There's, oh my God, we've probably quit because we're both getting too tired to understand what reality is. <laughs> uh, Don Dre says, "I'd like to see St. Louis get pro football again." This is where I get to say, "It's coming back in sixty short days or something like that." The St. Louis BattleHawks of the XFL. <laughs> That's right. They're back. I was at their home opener. Right before the pandemic, I took my oldest boy. Um, of course, at the time, he was my only boy. Uh, but uh, we went, let me just say this. All you other XFL fans better watch out because the caw is the law. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, that's it. We got to go. <laughs> all right, everybody, thanks so much for making this a, a terrific hour uh, and 20-minute plus episode of of the five heart podcast uh, i saw it in the uh in the comments but if you're on youtube throw a thumbs up and and help the algorithm it's all about the algorithm is it not um yeah. if you're anywhere else in the world uh on, in the inner space just Tell your friends. Tell your friends about what we do here at the Five Heart Podcast, especially if they're Husker fans. And, hell, at this point, we're in the offseason. I don't care if they're not Husker fans. Bring the uh, Iowa fans this way, and we'll make fun of them too. Uh, so I think you've got a, a Michigan fan that watches pretty regularly on uh, Monday nights, John M. Grabowski. So yeah. we we're, we can be nice when we want to be nice. It's just if you're an Iowa fan, we're probably not going to be nice. So uh, for our founder and fearless leader, Mr. John Damn Debonair Johnston. I'm Greg Mahochko. This is the Five Heart Podcast, where we remind you each and every week that Five Heart is all the hearts you need. John? Go Big Red. Damn right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs>